This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Necessary Roughness, brought to you by Southfield Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram. With 11-year NFL veteran, Big Ten Offensive Lineman of the Year, and captain of the National Championship Michigan Wolverines, John Jansen. And 10-year NFL veteran, two-time Pro Bowl offensive tackle, and Super Bowl champion with the Green Bay Packers, T.J. Lang. Now, here's John Jansen and T.J. Lang. Well, TJ, uh, let's start uh, with the end in mind. Obviously, the Lions, nice win uh, this past weekend over the Vikings. We'll talk more about that in just a few minutes. But, hey, winners of five of six, four winnable games remain on the schedule. Right now, if if you had to say, are the Lions going to get an 18th game? Oh, can I dip my toes in, or do I have to just jump right no, in? No, you got to jump All in. Right, you know, cannonball, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> no, come uh, on, man. I mean, why would I? Are you selling out? Are you saying, yeah, they're a playoff team? I'm, I, I think at this point I'm fully bought in. I am, man. I mean, I, I just have no reason to believe that this team is going to slow down. I mean, they've just, the confidence the is sky high. The, the execution is uh, at, a, at a very high level. The designs, the play calls. Uh, the way that this team is closing out games and uh, making plays at the end, right? I mean, even last yesterday, there was there a period where you know, hey, you know, Vikings are a scrum, you know, they're they're a scrummy team, you know, yeah, you know, and then they go out there, they get the drive going, they convert enough to kick that field goal, go up eleven, seal the game. Um, there's just I have no reason to believe that what we've seen the past uh, really six weeks is not going to continue to carry on the rest of the season. I just don't. I mean, I, 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 and I think that this was the win we needed to see. We needed to see it against the Vikings. We needed to see it against a 10-2 and two football team that, you know, the, the Vikings, when you see 10-2, and two, some powerhouse team, are they a powerhouse? No, they won a lot of close games, but you don't do all that by just pure luck. This was the game that I needed to see, though, for me to, like you said, just jump right in, man. Like, just jump right in. And they played uh, just great football. I mean, it was was it perfect? No, it wasn't perfect. But anytime you get a, a two-score win over a division rival this late into the season, um, that's an impressive victory. And they're just playing at such a high level right now, and they're playing complimentary football, uh, offense, defense, special team. I just I have no reason to believe that they're going to slow down. Okay, so I'm I'm not saying I disagree with you. In fact, I I agree more with you than not. I think at the end of the season, when you look back and you say, okay, they they went on a at the final ten games, they won nine of them. I have a hard time believing that to be true with 
three of the final four on the road. I'm not saying it can't, and they are playing really good football, but I'm going to ask you this question, playing a little bit of devil's advocate. Starting off the season, they were one and six. Mm-hmm. Last six games, they're five and one. Why do you believe they're closer to that five and one team than they are that one and six team? Oh, it's just, it's, in my opinion, it's who they are. In my opinion, we've seen it consistently now. Um, yeah, but we saw for a month and a half. losing for right. But that was in the past, John. Months. That was three months ago. That's, <laughs> That's you got to quit so living in the past, the past, my friend. You got to so <laughs> you got to get over that. You got to quit living in the past, my friend. Living the living the present <laughs> yeah. day. Okay, you're talking to every Lions fan, especially those that were born in 1950 oh, who haven't man. seen a playoff. Uh, you know, one playoff win since '57. Like, yeah. okay, sell sell them on why this team is. Is this five and one team as opposed to the one and sixteen? Oh, because it's not luck. You know, I think you could make an argument. You know, after the Green Bay win, oh well, you know the Packers stink, and you know Aaron yeah. Rodgers he threw a couple interceptions at the goal line. Okay, maybe you lucked your way into a win there. The Bears game, you know, yeah, you know Justin Fields ran all over you. You got lucky there, but okay, whatever, right? Um, you go on the road. You beat a what was it seven and three football team, the Giants. You beat their beat their ass on the road. Um, the Buffalo game, although that, you know, we lose that game in the last seconds, you're going toe to toe with a Super Bowl contender, uh, Super Bowl caliber, f- caliber football team. Um, the Jacksonville Jaguars coming to town, you absolutely put a, uh, a a drop of hammer right on their head. And look, you talk all you want about Jacksonville. That's a team that just knocked off two of the top AFC teams. They beat the hell out of uh, out of Tennessee this past weekend. Who you know, just a couple of weeks ago was the one seed in that AFC. And um, you know, a couple of weeks before that, they they beat up on the Ravens. I mean, so don't tell me that Jacksonville's some type of horse football team. And then with with the Vikings coming to town, a ten and two football team, and you win by you know, double digits by two scores. It's not luck. It's not by accident. This is who they are. This is, this is making that one and seven team or one and six team that we saw to start the season look like the anomaly. Um, And, you know, you could revisit each and one, every one of those games. I mean, the Vikings game, the first time around, you shouldn't have lost that game. The Seattle game threw a pick for six, right? Philly, you lose by three, threw a pick six. Um, so they've corrected those mistakes that they were making early in the season. They've come a long way. They've learned how to close out teams. They've learned how to make plays uh, when they're most needed, you know, third downs, offense, defense, whatever it is, get in the red zone, got to put points on the board, get in the red zone, got to get a stop, taking the football away uh, defensively. Like this is part of their – this is their identity. I, I really believe that. I believe this is who they are. I don't believe that, you know – for the past six weeks, we've seen some team that uh, is is getting lucky and they're getting all the bounces and you know they're getting all the right they're getting all the calls going their way. Like that's not that's not the case. They're just playing good, sound, disciplined, tough, physical football, and they are manhandling teams. They just are. And uh, for me, that's they they've turned a corner. They really have, and that's why. You know, I sit here today, and, and it is, is it a little bit of an uncomfortable feeling? Like, damn right it is, man. We haven't been in this position in a long time, and especially where we were, you know, just two months ago. Yeah, this is the complete opposite of what we were talking about, you know, in week eight and week nine. Yeah. Uh, but it's it's great, man, and this is this is the beauty of, of pro football is that 
you're never out of it, right? I mean, you always got a chance. You always, And it always starts with just one thing going your way, right? That Green Bay game, man, just getting that win, right? Getting Stopping that losing streak. Okay, how do we build it you know, into two? How do we build it into three? How do we keep building that momentum off of what we got rolling right now? Those are things that this team is starting to figure out. And it's not by accident. You know, it's just not. I, I think we mentioned the Vikings, you know, being a 10-2 football team. Let's be honest, man. They had a lot going their way. They had a lot of bounces go their way. They had teams, you know, fumbling snaps on quarterback kneel downs that end up, you know, going their way and they turn around and go win again. You know what I mean? They've got, and even the first time we play, this isn't that, the Lions aren't that kind of team, man. They go out every win that they've had, they have earned. They have been the better football team for five of the last six weeks. And I believe that's who they are. I do. And they're healthy. And they've got, this is the healthiest they've been. Uh, since week one, the past couple weeks, you know, the guys are starting to come together. Guys are starting to believe. Guys are starting to expect uh, that they're the best football team on that field. And you can just see it in their confidence. You see it when they take the field, man. It's they 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 they, they just refuse to uh, be beaten. And my goodness, man, it's just uh, it's been one of the most impressive feats that I've seen, not only here in Detroit, but you know, if they can continue this, I mean, that'll be you're talking about Dan Campbell, coach of the year. You just are. You know, this this thing goes on and wins nine of the last ten, and and they get to ten and seven, and from where they were at start season, unbelievable that's, job. That's, no that's coach of the year, hundred percent. And so, let me ask you this question uh, before we get into the specifics of this game: What's been the biggest difference from starting off one and six to now being five and one in the last six games? Statistically, it's it's the turnover margin. You know, it is. I mean, the first uh, seven games I don't have right in front of my, you know, face. But, you know, Jared Goff was not only turning the ball over, but a lot of those were going for touchdowns. You know, you need a big play. And, oh, man, we're crawling our way back in the game. Oh, pick six, right? Now we're down two scores. Uh, Defense isn't taking the ball away. Um, They they, they just – they weren't good enough at that point of the season to overcome some of those big mistakes. Um, the last six games, they, they're taking the ball away defensively and Jared Goff is taking care of the football. And that's been, even yesterday watching the game, you know, I, with Jared Goff made some great throws. I mean, that, that was really the first time I know he hit one against Jacksonville down the side to DJ Chark, but that's, that was really the first time that he started really connecting on all of those deep throws, right? The accuracy, uh, the timing of the of the plays, giving your guy a chance to make a play, um, going up and and getting a fifty fifty ball, like those are those are impressive. But to me, the plays that are just are impressive are knowing when not to force it, knowing when okay, there's nothing open, I got a little pressure, just get rid of the ball, live to see another down. Yeah. You know, because those are the times early in the season where we saw Jared Goff trying to force throws that lead to those turnovers. And when you look at the end of the game, you're saying. Man, if we didn't spot him seven points, uh, guess what? We'd probably win that football game. Like that, and he made two or three of them yesterday where, you know what? He's just getting rid of the ball. He's throwing it to the ground or he's throwing it out of bounds where it's like, dude, awesome, great. Live to see second down. Live to see third down and try to give yourself another chance to make a play. Those plays for me were uh, just as big as some of the big ones that he connected on. There was a first down screenplay designed for DeAndre Swift, and and I was watching the, the game with some people, and he just threw the ball at, at Swift's feet, clearly throwing it into the ground, right. not even trying to complete it. And everybody's like, well, you know, what's he doing? Why doesn't he try and make something happen? 
And I told him, like, that was a great decision. Like, there was, that was, you only have one option on that play, and it's, it's swift. If he's not there, what would you expect, you know, Jared Goff to take off running? And what happens at that point? Yeah. He gets hit, is a fumble, and it's, you know, it, chances are it's going the other way because everybody else is running down the other, the opposite direction. Yeah. And you got no lineman blocking for you at that right. point. Right. <laughs> and, and so, you know, that, that, to your point, it's the decisions of, okay, there's nothing there. I'm going to throw the ball away. I'm going to throw it in the ground. I'm going to eat one. And we're going to be second and 10 instead of, you know, second and 15 because you took a sack or, you know, God forbid there's a turnover and it's, you know, you don't even get a chance at second down. So I, I think you're right. It is the turnovers. But here's the other thing, and, and we talked about this early Monday morning, um, and it's the fact that defensively, the front seven, now there's still a lot of question marks in the secondary. Uh, I mean, whenever you have a, a quarterback throw for over 400 yards, there's clearly uh, some issues in the secondary. But to be able to hold Dalvin Cook to one and a half yards per carry, 15 carries, 23 yards, and it wasn't like Minnesota went away from it. They tried to continue to to run him, yet the the Lions' front seven has been really good against the run yeah. the past basically six weeks. Yeah, no, they have, and really the only thing that's burned them was – uh, the quarterback runs. You know, yeah, I think Aaron right. Rodgers was the leading rusher when Green Bay came to town. Yeah. Justin Fields was their leading rusher. Daniel Jones was the Giants' leading rusher. I mean, they held Saquon to uh, 18 carries for 27 yeah. yards, whatever it was, you know yeah. what I mean? And Dalvin Cook had, I think, the five-yard touchdown run, but outside of that, he had 14 carries for 18 yards. I mean, that's just – when you can make teams one-dimensional like that – I don't care how many th- yards the other quarterback throws for because you know what? Like, it, it doesn't matter at that point. It's all just, yeah. it, it, it's this, it's that. It's, it doesn't matter, right? Okay, great. Like, we let up some passing yards, but we made them one-dimensional. We shut them down, right? We shut them down in the run game. That way you take away the play-action game. You should make it a lot easier on your defense. So, yeah, you're right. I mean, look, it, it wasn't perfect yesterday. Did the Lions run the ball well themselves? No, but were they good enough? You're damn right they were. And... That's why the, the their offense was so uh, successful was because they were doing enough in the run game that opened up the play action game that opened up uh, you know so many more op- options that you have offensively where you look at Minnesota and they got you know the last quarter and a half of that game you know it was pass 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 because you're making them one dimensional now they still got some chunk plays and Justin Jefferson is still a absolute freak show i mean you yeah. know 11 11 for 223 i mean that's extremely impressive um but it's just it's it's a different style of football that they're playing you know and early in the season you'll remember i mean we we saw so many simple mistakes blown coverages guys running wide open nobody within 10 yards of these receivers like we're not seeing that anymore you know even we're seeing that guys are still around they're still competing you know, and sometimes the other team's just going to make a play. It's going to happen. Justin Jefferson's going to make a couple plays, right? The touchdown pass uh, to Thielen, you know, back shoulder throw. I mean, those some of yeah. those are just hard to defend. But when you can shut down a, the opposing team's run game, uh, especially when you look at what's remaining on the schedule, I mean, the Jets, like, I know they've been throwing the ball a little bit more with Mike White, but they're kind of a, a physical-style football team. They want to run the ball. You know, we know what the Bears want to do. Uh, we know what Carolina wants to do. Sam Darnold's not going to drop back and pass the ball, you know, forty-five times. They yeah. want to run the ball too, so they're getting they're getting hot at the right time in all the right areas. And 
the defensive line, you got a couple guys on there that have just been kind of the unsung heroes when you talk about Bugs, you talk about John Kaminsky, um, Houston, and you know, Hutch have been getting all the, you know, all the love lately because of what they're doing in the pass rush, but it's really those other guys that are just making a difference for them. And it's just a different style of football, man. And it's like that old school, tough, physical, gritty style of football that Dan Campbell promised when he took this job in Detroit. We're finally starting to see it come together and be consistent. Here's another factor that I think is huge in the turnaround that the Lions have faced. It's the confidence. You beat Green Bay at home. There's some confidence that could be had in that division opponents. It's a team that's had your number for a number of years. And then you go on the road, you're down 14 in Chicago, and you find a way to come back. I think there's a lot of confidence in that. You go on the road to the Giants and you get a win. Like This team is playing with a lot of confidence. And you and I both know there's going to be there's going to be highs and lows during a game. And they start off against Minnesota with not a great series offensively. And, and that's where the Lions have been so good is on that opening drive, you know, that scripted drive. And all of a sudden... They open up, they get the ball, they open up against Minnesota, and and through three plays, they gain one yard. And it looked terrible. Yet they come back and they go, you know, they obviously get the questionable fourth down call um, to whether to go for it or not by, by Minnesota. They get a stop defensively, and Detroit gets the ball on the 48 yard line, and all of a sudden they go down and score. Like it's the mentality that, hey, just because we went three and out on the opening drive doesn't mean that, you know, we can't move the ball offensively. It doesn't mean that we're going to struggle all day long. Whereas I think previous Lions teams really had a hard time overcoming three and outs or turnovers or just those momentum shifts in a game where they don't, things don't go your way eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride-or-die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. This Lions team is confident that just because they didn't go our way this time doesn't mean we can't make it go our way next time. Yeah, and that's where we've seen in the past, not only during the game, but, you know, during the season when things start to go bad, man, they just go from bad to worse to yeah. even worse than that. Um, that's just a good sign of a persistent team, man. And I'll tell you one thing, too, that's been noticeably different is there was a point of the season, you know, I had documented the the first possessions for the Lions offense coming out of halftime. Yeah. And they were absolutely abysmal, John. I mean, I'm talking like the, you know, I think it was going into the Green Bay game. You know, the last six times that the Lions had gotten the ball, their first possession of the second half, I think one was a punt. I think three were interceptions, and I think two were fumbles. <laughs> and yeah. I think two of those interceptions went for touchdowns. Um, and then you flip forward in you know the Giants game, they come out first uh, first possession, second half touchdown. Uh, you know Jaguars, we obviously know they scored every single possession yesterday. Uh, you know Minnesota gets the ball to start second half. You force a three and out. You go down, bam, touchdown. You know like that's been the differences is coming out of halftime, making adjustments, not losing that momentum. Um, even opening up the spread even more and giving yourself more wiggle room, uh, you know, in the second half. Uh, that's that's been that was something that really hurt them uh, in the beginning of this year was coming out a little bit flat uh, in that second half offensively, and they've been much better. They have, and I think really the only time in the last uh, you know six weeks that they you know had a horrible start was I think it was the Bills. You know, the first possession they had was. It was after the fumble, Bills, uh, or it was after the Bills got the ball, threw a pick, and then the Lions get the ball and they take a safety. Like that was the worst possession that they've had. Other than that, you know they they've they've scored touchdowns and it's been impressive, man. And that's that's the sign of an improving team. That's a sign of a good team when you got the momentum, finding a way to hold on to it, finding a way to, uh, you know, continue just building off of what you did in the first half. Because even the you know remember the Miami game. You know, I think that score was, what, 24 to 14 at halftime? Lions? Mm -hmm. You know, and they come out and get outscored with, you know, 28-7, whatever it was in the second half, you know, or their 21-7, you know, and and they just couldn't figure it out in the second half. That, 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 they haven't let that, uh, those repeated, you know, errors and mistakes haunt them. They're finding a way to get over it. They're finding a way to correct mistakes and move on and not let it drag them down like we saw you know, throughout the first couple months of the season. Yeah, so uh, let me set it this up for you because both you and I, and I know Lomas went nuts as well, but 
coming out of the two-minute warning. It's third and seven, and all we're thinking about at that time is, hey, what are they going to do to try and move the change, get a first down, keep the clock moving, make sure Minnesota burns all of their timeouts? Well, they put the big fella, Penny Sewell, in motion, and he is hauling ass across the formation. (laughs) They snap the ball. He runs into the flat. Jared Goff delivers a strike. And third and seven, nine-yard pickup to Penny Sewell. It was as much fun watching a football game as I've had in a long time seeing yeah. the big fella, you know, bring that one in. Oh, it was awesome, man! And they ran a similar play. I think just two plays before that, they had him go in motion and seal the backside on a run on a run uh, play. Yeah, um, same motion. They just flip flopped it. This time he starts on the left. Uh, you know, it's third and seven. We're all sitting there like. Man, like I want to, I just be aggressive. Go get this first down, right? Don't just run it and punt the ball back. That was a mistake that they made the first time they played these guys. Just pedal to the metal, and that play was just—it was one of the most beautiful things I've seen in a football game. <laughs> and there was part of me that was like, man, that was always my dream, like catch as an offensive lineman, to get out, catch a pass, and make a big play and celebrate, man, uh-huh. and get the love, you know, because you don't get a lot of glory playing a line. But like the, the way he was moving, I mean, when they showed the replay on the back angle, oh yeah, like he was freaking he was in full flying, coming man. across the formation. Oh, he was flying and not. It wasn't like a fat man catch either. You know, a no. lot of times when they'll throw like, you know, the goal line and it's just like, dude, just tuck it into your belly, man, and don't let go. Like he had to go up, high point that ball, come down, land. You know, turn I think around, he was still he was still like down. five yards short, you know, turns, runs, dives, stays in bounds. Like he literally did everything possibly right that that that, that he could have done. And uh man, just you know, the play call, the design, the timing of it, uh one of the biggest plays of the game, trusting your right tackle to go out there and make a play was just, uh, it was so cool to see, man. It was, uh, it was awesome. And even, you know, with Sewell, like go back and watch the replay. The DB, uh, the, the Vikings defenders were like trying to not touch him. I think the linebacker Kendricks actually touched him. So he was down, but the DB standing there was trying not to touch him. He's going to wait to get up. And then he tried to swipe at the ball and Sewell kind of like ducked it back and like took a big old bear claw swipe at the I dude's know, helmet. I know. <laughs> it's like, yeah. I love like that attitude, man. I'm just telling you like, you didn't connect. Oh man. And yeah. Oh, thanks. Yeah. But it's just like that attitude that I love. Just like, like, don't fuck with me, man. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. don't, don't do that. Come on. Like uh-huh. that just, that the whole team is, is kind of playing with that same type of attitude and and man that 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 play alone was I think it made offensive linemen around the world uh smile. proud. It oh, made absolutely. us smile. It gave us a, definitely a a little glimmer of light in our eyes, man, a little twinkle. We 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 all collectively at that moment had a had a very special feeling. <laughs> so right now your four division leaders. Obviously, the Eagles, they, they locked up uh, their division, their their playoff spot yesterday. Um, so the Eagles, um, and, and unless they fall apart, they're going to have home field advantage. But they locked up a playoff spot. Number two is the Minnesota Vikings. We know what, uh, what the Lions just did to them. San Francisco and Tampa. Those are your four division leaders. Um, and then after that, the fifth playoff spot is to Dallas. Right now, they've got 10 wins. They're 10 and 3. Um, and then you've got the Washington Commanders, the New York Giants, Seattle Seahawks, and the Detroit Lions. So as it sits right now, obviously the top seven get in the playoffs. The Lions are sitting at the number nine spot. 
ahead of them, the Seattle Seahawks, and Seattle going through the rest of their schedule, they've got to play this week the 49ers. Next week they're at Kansas City, and then they finish up with the Jets and the Rams. I think it's, I don't want to say safe to say, but I think the Lions can outperform the Seattle Seahawks in the final four games. And then you look at the other two, and it, where where that, that tie comes into to play is the Washington Commanders and the New York Giants, both of them right now sitting in playoff spots at 7-5. and five. Yeah, and they play again this week. They play, this, yep, uh, they Sunday got flexed to prime time. Um, so somebody's going to take a loss there. Giants still have to, after that at the Vikings uh, at home against Indy, which, well, Indy's not yeah. good but scrappy, and then they have to finish at Philly. Yeah. So when you're talking about is there a chance that Seattle and the Giants uh, both fall off. fall off a little bit, I think there's a great chance. You know, I don't see – Well, the Giants haven't won since the, the Lions beat them. They're 7-5. Yeah. and five. They were 7-2 and two when the Lions played them. And look, even if the Lions win the next four games and let's just say the Giants go 2-2 two and two, – you know that's enough for the for the Lions to leap them, um, and when you look at Washington, I mean they've got obviously we mentioned the Giants game, but they go to San Fran. Um, they still have Dallas on their schedule. Dallas is probably going to be mm-hmm. still competing. You know that week seventeen because Dallas still isn't out of their division chase. They're only two games back of Philly with four right. left. So. Depending on what happens, you know, in the next two, two or three weeks, there's a chance that that week 18 game could be, you know, when Philly's playing the Giants and when the yeah. Cowboys are playing the Commanders, that could be a chance for that division. Yeah, uh, and obviously I, that I misspoke in that uh, Philly locked up a playoff, playoff spot, spot, but they yeah. didn't lock up the division yet. Um, yeah, so, there's yeah. a chance. Look, I mean, the Commanders, I mean, the Commanders, the Giants, the Seahawks have a much tougher remaining schedule than the Lions do. Yeah, that's kind of what we're getting at. Um, still, with that being said, you know, I don't think that you ever want to put yourself in a position where you are relying on other teams to, right. you know, they help out, you out. They hold their own yes, destiny. In that, their is the, that is the 100% focus, uh, you know, from the team as of right now. Let's take care of our business. Because they, let's be honest, if they go out and they they win the next <laughs> – they win this week, you know, you beat Chicago – you beat Carolina, you know, there, there's going to be a good chance that they'll be just fine, you know, sitting here a, a month from now. Um, once you start worrying about, oh, we need the Commanders lose, oh, we need the Seahawks, you know, somebody help us out with them, oh, the Giants, you know. Once you start expending some energy into what other teams are doing, that's when you're taking focus off of your job. So that was one thing that, you know, I never liked doing as a player was scoreboard watching this time of year. I mean, hey, if it's yeah. week 17 and, you know, you need somebody to lose, hey, yeah, no problem with that. But for the Lions' sake, it's – Keep doing what you're doing, man. Take it day by day. Take it week by week. Celebrate this Vikings win and move on. Everything's about the Jets. It's not about the playoffs. It's not about the next four games. It's about this week. And that's something that they've done the last six weeks that, uh, to be to be quite honest, I mean, that's where I've been impressed with Dan Campbell. He's able to get these guys locked in day to day, week by week, believe in what they're doing, trust in what they're doing, go out there on Sunday and just take it one game at a time. And just as a, as a little side note, too, in regards to the expectations for the final four weeks, who knows what happens week to week, but the Lions are as healthy a team as you're going to find across football right now. 
Offensive line uh, is as healthy as it's been all season long. You finally got J-Mo back. DJ Shark is is playing better because he's finally healthy. Um, you know, DeAndre Swift, okay, he's, he's in, he's out, he, but you're getting good production out of the backfield because you've got good depth there. And, and defensively, again, you're playing without Tracy Walker, but Kirby Joseph has stepped up and you're getting good play out of a lot of those guys. And even though Jeff Okoda didn't play a lot this past weekend, it wasn't because he was hurt. It was because of an illness. Yeah, he was So they're, sick, they're yeah. as healthy a team as you're going to find across the NFL. Yeah. And, you know, just to close up, Jared Goff's been playing like a top five quarterback. <laughs> he is. Recently, yeah. I mean, the last, you know, the last four or five games, I think the last three, he's uh, 910 yards, seven touchdowns, no interceptions. Um, you take a look at what other quarterbacks are doing just in the NFC. Uh, I think we could all say, okay, I'm comfortable saying that Jalen Hurts is number one. Uh, but when you look at that number two spot, is Jared Goff playing better than Tom Brady? Right now, yes. Yeah. Is Jared Goff play, playing better than, you know, well, we know what's going on with San Fran. With but, Garoppolo I don't know. Brock you don't know enough about Brock Purdy, but Jared <laughs> Goff, I, I feel comfortable putting him ahead there. Uh, Dak Prescott, uh, Dallas has been winning games, but he's got he's turned yeah, despite he's, of him. He's yeah. thrown five interceptions the last three games. They're still winning, but do I think Jared Goff is playing better than Dak Prescott? I do. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I, the, yep. I, you can make a case that Jared Goff is right now, uh, as you know, the past month of football is the second best quarterback in all the NFC, and there's no surprise why they've been winning games. It's because Jared Goff is playing much better. And he's doing his job. He's doing enough to go win them games. You know, uh, that's if he keeps playing like this, if he finishes the season out the way that we've seen him play the last four or five games, John, uh, we're going to have to start having discussions about do we believe this guy is, you know, is, is the future? Is he a guy that we can see being here for the next three, four, or five years? And you know what? If he keeps playing like this, I'm going to have a hard time telling you no. <laughs> I'm going to have a hard time telling you that, you know, this is a guy that you got to move on from because he's he's really been playing his way into that conversation and he's going to make it tough on uh on the management and it's it's been impressive to see. It has. And there's a lot of people out there who said things about Jared Goff, you know, a couple months ago fairly, you know. Yeah. I think I was, you know, I was a guy that was certainly critical of him when you know, some of the interceptions, some of the bad mistakes, some of the decision-making that he was making was just not good. Um, but, he look, he's a completely different player. And his confidence right now is sky high. And I think he knows that these next four games, man, this is this is going to determine his future. Not yeah. only here in Detroit, but it could determine his future, you know, where he's going to be for the next five, six years of his life. And if, yeah. I would I'd, I'd tell you, man. I've I've been very impressed with him. I have been the way that he's been able to rebound, be consistent, be calm, kind of be collect, be that voice of reason and and and, and calmness kind of in that locker room, keep guys just focused in. I, I've been very impressed. Yeah, and a, and a discussion that we'll save for the off season is when you're thinking about extending him and you're thinking about him being your quarterback, not just for the 23 season if you're going to try and groom a young quarterback. But you're going to say, hey, Jared Goff is our guy for the next five, six years. And we're going to give him a contract for that. If they continue to have this success next year, Ben Johnson's going to get interviews. Eventually, he will probably be tapped as 
uh, as a head coach. Can Jared Goff do it outside of Ben Johnson's and his system and how much we've, yeah. we've heard about that relationship? But again, that's a discussion for the offseason and, and goes into the evaluation of do we want do, do do the Lions want Jared Goff as a long-term solution at quarterback? But Jets are up next. We'll get a chance to uh, bring you and break down that game. Hopefully another win. Hopefully it's six out of seven. Next week we'll talk to you again here on Necessary Roughness.